This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Steelers Standard rolling along here. Kellen Gursky and Jacob Recht here with you. Um, we talked a lot of, in the last episode about the Steelers offense and that offensive line and, you know, the 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 losing, I guess, of, of DeCastro, even though you did release him, it's not something that you expected um, to take place and how important that offensive line is going to be for the Steelers in 2021. That is clear. Um, and I guess that kind of leads us into um, Adam Rank uh, he, of NFL.com. He wrote, a, I, I think, a really good article um, that that kind of lays out the state of the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the title of it. And then he caveats it with this. Does Ben Roethlisberger have one last Super Bowl run in him? I don't know the, if we'll get that answer off the top reading through this. I, I think you and I, Jacob, both lean towards no. But as we've seen many times in sports in the NFL, um, you know, crazier things can happen. And I want to read this real quick, partly because I'm a, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. And I think this analogy, if you are, makes a lot of sense. So Adam Rank writes this. This feels like the last hurrah in Pittsburgh. Well, not the last hurrah for the franchise, obviously, but the last hurrah of the Ben Roethlisberger era. With Big Ben under center for the bulk of this millennium, the Steelers have enjoyed so much success, allowing this passionate fan base to grow accustomed to contending for the Super Bowl on a near annual basis. Okay, so the final years have come off like the final years of The Undertaker in the WWE. I mean, sure, we got excited for the music, we popped for the pageantry and the history of the dead man character, a la Ben, but it had been a long time since he was truly the main, in the main event picture. The Steelers are kind of like that right now, looking for one more run at a title before the t- that final tombstone is set. So I guess that's a weird way of saying, I mean, again, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I understood that completely. Um, you might not have Jacob, but again, I, I think it yeah, does illustrate, lost on me, but I it, get, I get the point. It illustrates the fact that we are coming at the end of, of Ben Roethlisberger's career here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously the big thing to get to the main event, to get to the final dance. You know, we all watched that Michael Jordan documentary, the last sure. dance. That's what you want to do in your last season. I, I know the bulls, it was a little bit different because it was their last year together, but this is going to be Ben's last year. At least it looks like it's going to be Ben's last year in Pittsburgh. And that's what they're trying to get to, to contend for a Super Bowl one more time. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it's weird because as the article said, we've grown so accustomed to contending for a Super Bowl, for getting to the playoffs in the last couple, you know, last year for sure. But, you know, the last couple of years have kind of given you not a look to the future, but, you know, it's a kind of a humbling thing that, hey, you know, this these sort of things don't come around as much as, as you thought they did, you know, and, and now right. I think even more so the onus is on on that because, again, this is going to probably be Ben's last year. Yeah, we've been talking about this all offseason long and basically since the Cleveland loss in the playoffs and the wild card round all the way back in January. What is going to what Ben Roethlisberger are we going to see in 2021? Yeah, and that's the big question. Would we even see Ben Roethlisberger in 2021? Because. We all remember, I mean, that's going to be a lasting image for years to come is Ben Roethlisberger and Marquise Pouncey on the sidelines. Pouncey, you know, hands in his head, Ben, his arm around uh, Pouncey's shoulders, consoling him. I mean, that's that could be a lasting image as maybe the, depending on what Ben does this year, if, if nothing really significant happens, if there's no playoff appearance, that could be it. That could just be... This was the last we saw of Ben Roethlisberger in a legitimate attempt to make it to the Super Bowl. And, I mean, when the Steelers were 11-0 and last year, it seemed like that was possible. It seemed like they had a 
good enough offense, a, a good enough defense, especially a good enough defense to make yeah. a, a playoff run. And then we saw them lose five of their last six, including that wild card loss of the Browns to baby brother in Cleveland. Yeah. And it really, it was a tale of two seasons for the Steelers from, from weeks one through 11 until the end of the year. Uh, so I don't really know what Ben, which, which Ben Roethlisberger we're going to see in 2021. Are we going to see the 11 and 0 or are we going to see yeah. the one and five? I really, I really couldn't tell you, but there's no doubt about it. The season hinges on his ability to, to really be a, a, a good enough quarterback to kind of carry this team. Yep. No doubt. And again, that's all predicated on the fact that this is probably his last season. And, and, to draw another wrestling analogy, I know I'm doing too many of these and far too many people are probably rolling their eyes at this, but if this goes on further than this year, I know this isn't what this article is about, but you know, if Ben comes back for one more year and, and that's not completely out of the question, you've heard some people throw that around. You asked Bob Labriola that mm -hmm. um, when he was on with us during training or during minicamp, I should say. And he said, you know, he's not in the prediction business and, but it is a possibility. It's something that some people have thrown around. You don't want to see Ben become a shell of himself. You know what I mean? I think that's important. Another wrestling analogy, Undertaker just kept coming back, even though he was 55 years old and he couldn't do it anymore. Obviously, Ben's not going to play until he's 55, but that's not what you want to see. And again, I think the onus is even more important on the Steelers to have a successful year um, because of the fact that you don't want to see the old cowboy, you know, go out w with his tail between his legs. And I know when you look at last season, that's kind of exactly what happened. You know what I mean? It doesn't get worse than losing to little brother in the right. fashion that you lost to little brother. So again, the Steelers are absolutely going to, you know, want to, you know, have a much better result and much better end to their season um, than the one last year in 2020. Adam Rank says here how the Steelers got here, taking a look back at the Steelers highs and lows of 2020. The highs are obviously going unbeaten through week 12. I mean, that's the high for any team. If you go 11-0, that's really, really good. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, a lot of people were wondering if they would get all the way to 14-0 or 15-0 or before they would lose a game. That's a huge high. Um, and don't forget, this is something that a lot of people have forgotten about. The Steelers swept Baltimore last year. That's another huge high in the 2020 season. Um, it, it's crazy that they did that. And I know, obviously, once was... Because of that COVID game and not right, everything but, was all weird. But you have to you have to remember too. It came in the middle of their big eleven game winning streak right. when they were down big time in the in the first half in Baltimore, and they had they had the the grit to come back yep. uh, despite their big deficit and win that game in Baltimore. I think yeah. I think that's as much as people love to talk about how how much they struggled to beat the the B team of the Baltimore Ravens, the JV team that they were left with because of COVID. I mean, you have to consider that what the Steelers had to go through to play that game too. I mean, right. they were on a, 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 a what a five or six game date six day delay to play something that like game. that it was, like it was supposed weird, yeah. to be on thursday and it ended up being a tuesday or wednesday, wednesday night. i yeah. think it was yeah i mean also remember that game took place on on thanksgiving and it wasn't announced until almost very recently up to kickoff that the game wasn't going to be yeah. out on thanksgiving i think it was the day before and that yeah, the wednesday day before, yeah i mean these guys had been planning to be away from their families for thanksgiving their their families had made plans uh without them being around and and they had made plans to do Thanksgiving on a, on another day of the weekend, and then they couldn't do that now because when the game got delayed, I mean, they had to prepare to maybe play that Saturday or maybe play that Sunday, but that kept, that game kept getting 
delayed. That's not easy to do if you're an NFL team. Just no. be told, oh, but you got to wait around until you're 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 being told you're going to play that day or, or the next day. That's that never happens. The only time you don't know if you're playing or when you're playing is when. It's the it's the end of the regular season. You don't know exactly what time your wild card game is or the next round. But you know what day round. you're playing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's not that hard. It, right. It's, it's it, it was something that no other NFL team had gone through, and people want to criticize the Steelers for struggling against what was led to the Baltimore Ravens. But it was not an easy thing to be the Pittsburgh Steelers during that waiting period. And I and I think that the Steelers still don't get enough credit early on in the year for really showing toughness and, and coming back in Baltimore. I think that's a huge deal for the Steelers is the fact that it was a road game. It was their first game against Baltimore in 2020, and they still had the mental toughness to come back. And quickly, too, this isn't in the low category, but a huge low for the Steelers in that Baltimore game was losing um, was losing. Oh, Pre, absolutely. Um, no doubt about it. But again, you still find a way to win that game, which is big. Um, another high for the Steelers, according to Adam Rank, is earning a come-from-behind victory over the Colts in Week 16 to clinch the AFC North. No doubt about that one. They were down 24-7 to midway through the third quarter, and obviously, you know, they rattled off 21 straight points to win 28-24. That was a, a huge high for the season, and, and then at that point, you thought the Steelers were kind of off the schneid a little bit. Um, you really thought that, okay, we're, we're back to normal here. Um, so then to go to the lows, I'll just list them really quick because I think we've touched on them a lot in this show. Um, losing three consecutive in four of the final five in the regular season. I just alluded to that you know, win against the Colts, um, which was huge. Um, but then, you know, you lose four of your final five in the regular season and finish, um, what was it, 12 and five. Um, it's not the way you want to finish a year, especially after going 11 and 0. Um, and then obviously the biggest low of the year was falling to the Browns at home on wild card weekend um an embarrassing loss no doubt um but we've touched on both of those things i think far too much on this show and i don't really want to you know reopen old wounds of course, so of course um, let's let's move on to what uh, adam rank has is um the 2021 vips i guess these are the um i guess most important players so to speak um for the steelers list he lists first head coach mike tomlin and i think i, I think that's is that cheating I mean, I guess it, I guess it kind of is, but you know the way that he he words this is really interesting in my opinion. He says, "Is there a way to retroactively give Tomlin an award for all the great work he has done over the past decade?" And uh, you know, he says, "I kind of bring this up because Le'Veon Bell recently said that he would never play for Andy Reid again, which comes off like that kid at the birthday party who doesn't like ice cream cake but gets an ice cream cake." Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's just you got to think back to all the things that he's been able Tomlin, I mean, um, to deal with and still make work. I mean, let's think about, I mean, I love Ben Roethlisberger and, and we're pro Ben on this show, but he does have a bit of an ego and he hasn't exactly had, you know, an angelic past as Ben Roethlisberger um, on the field, you know, on the field and an ego type of, of thing. But Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger were all on the roster at the same time. And they all coexisted. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, to be able to do what they've done and then, oh, by the way, go back to, what was it, two or three years ago when Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph were at the helm and you still found a way to be one game out of the playoffs. Um, I mean, win any of your last three games. Right, you're in. You're in. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt. And Mike Tomlin is obviously a huge part of that. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit I, I, I haven't been the biggest Mike Tomlin supporter over the years. But without question, he is one of the best 
coaches in the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can't tell me otherwise. There, there's no doubt about For it. For him to go 8-8 eight and eight when Sean Payton had Drew Brees and they went 7-9 and nine three yeah. years in a row, I think that's the only argument you need in terms of how undervalued or how underappreciated or how underrated Mike Tomlin is in this league, especially t- compared to guys like Sean Payton or maybe even Pete Carroll, guys who have the same number of Super Bowl wins or this the even less Super Bowl appearances. I mean, let's not forget that Tomlin's been to two. Sean Payton had for his entire time with the New Orleans Saints up until now, Drew Brees as his quarterback went to one Super Bowl. I I mean, I think we can spend hours upon hours talking about the, 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 the Mike Tomlin conversation. Is he, is he overrated? Is he underrated? Is he properly rated? I I'm, I've always been in the camp that he's underrated. And I think the biggest or the best case you can make for him is that 2019 season without Ben Roethlisberger when he was only left with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. And they were ideal. Yeah. I mean, far less than ideal, (laughs) far less than ideal. And he still managed to go eight and eight. I mean, yes, you had a great defense, but you had to do enough on offense. And we saw that because there were how many times that we see not many, but we saw a handful of times where Mason Rudolph had to be pulled because it just wasn't enough. You had to put duck and then vice versa. Once duck got cold, you had to put Mason Rudolph back in there. So it was never that you had one guy and it was just injuries that led to the other getting the opportunities. It was Tomlin. Tomlin did a good job of managing the two in terms of when one got hot and one got cold, just putting in the other and sticking with that guy until he got cold again. So I think it's it's a huge testament to his coaching pedigree that he was able to go 8-8 eight eight that year. So needless to say, I think they're going to need a little bit of that Tomlin magic, I think, this year. Not to say that the, 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 the roster isn't talented or that they don't have pieces to do so, but you need that at, at the helm. And, and I think Tomlin has really done an amazing job over the last handful of years. And again, the Steelers, I think, are going to have to go back to that well once more in 2021. They're going to have to rely on the tutelage of Tomlin. And I mean, look, let's be honest here. He's one of the best coaches in the league, I'm sure. You know, as we said, it's a, maybe a little cheating for, for Adam Rank to have him as the highest um, on these VIPs. But he is uber, uber important to this team. Um, the next one is a no-brainer. He has quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Um, it, it, obviously, there's a reason for that. And again, we, we we began this this episode talking about Ben and how this is probably going to be his last year. Um, and, and again, you know, he touches on this. I guess I didn't even realize this. Um, Rank says Roethlisberger needs a Roethlisberger-like year to reach some nice career milestones. He is 3,093 passing yards away from passing Phil Rivers for fifth all-time in passing yards. He needs 29 touchdown uh, passes to join Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Brett Favre as the only quarterbacks with at least 425 passing touchdowns. That's really impressive, um, no doubt about it. Mm. But look, here's the thing. This season is probably going to be Ben's last, and as you said, Jacob, he needs to be good in order to make his last season a memorable one. Um, you know, the, the the title of this article is, Does Ben Have One More Super Bowl Run in Him? I think the answer is no, but he doesn't necessarily have to be great to get there. It, it doesn't. I think the article is misleading. It's saying, does Ben Roethlisberger have one last Super Bowl run in him? I think it should be, do the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. have one more Super Bowl run in, with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback? 
with Ben Roethlisberger still on the team. I, I I think Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to be the Ben Roethlisberger that was so nimble and agile and evasive of defenders that we saw in, in his early playoff appearances and in his early Super Bowl runs all the way up to 2010. I don't think he has to be that guy. I think he has to be just be enough to kind of help out the defense and help out the running game, get the running game involved enough so that you don't have a repeat of the end of the 2020 season when it was the most predictable offense in the league. And maybe the Steelers do have a playoff, a Super Bowl run in them, and Ben Roethlisberger is along for the ride. Yeah, very well could be. And let's be honest here. I mean, Ben's not just coming back to, as Adam Rank says, he's not coming back just to right the wrong, or excuse me, to, to, um, to get those personal milestones, as I, as I listed, he wants that third ring. I mean, that's one of the driving forces to come back, obviously. He has two. He wants to get a third one. And, of course, he mentions that you don't want that Browns game to be the last memory of your playing career. You, you just don't. You don't want that to – even if this year, say, the Steelers go to the playoffs and, you know, lose a, a close game or whatever it is, you at least have a much better feeling about it than the one you right. would have – against the Browns. So again, I mean, Ben obviously is super important to this year and, you know, not to say that it's the same thing as Jerome in his last NFL season, but it could have that type of lore, you know, depending on the season, depending on the run. That's right. what the Steelers are obviously trying to create with Ben Roethlisberger. Let's not forget too. We talked about this in a, in a previous previous episode of the all time standard uh, in the running back conversation, Jerome Bettis wasn't RB one that year. Right. Jerome Bettis right. was in his last year. He was slower. He was definitely waning in his career. It was really Parker right. who was running back one. And, and the articles that could have been made for that year were, I mean, everyone remembers they went 15 and one the year before kind of funny how that works out. Don't you think Helen? I've never thought of it until just this moment, how the Steelers went 15 and one, were expected to do well, and then they had an early playoff exit, or obviously earlier than expected. And then look at the parallels to so this to this twenty twenty and and twenty twenty one season. The Steelers start off eleven and zero, have all the expectations in the world to make it to the Super Bowl with a great defense, with a great offense, and a player like Ben Roethlisberger, similar to Jerome Bettis, who is at the tail end of his career's thing. Maybe if I win a Super Bowl, this could be it for me. And the Steelers almost got there in 2004. They came up one game short with that loss in the AFC Championship game to the Patriots. Same thing kind of happened in 2020 for the Steelers. They come up short in a playoff exit against the Browns. Now there were a lot of questions in 2021, similar to 2005. Will Jerome Bettis return? Yep. Will Ben Roethlisberger return? What will happen after that year? Because everyone thought if they had won the Super Bowl the year before, that was going to be it. That was going to be the final bow put on a Hall of Fame career for both Jerome and for Big Ben. Now, I mean, I'm talking myself into this more yeah. and more the more I, I speak it's on it. It's kind of weird how it, how it works out The more out I speak like on that. it, there are a lot of questions in this offseason. What, like, what, what would you see out of Ben Roethlisberger? What would you see out of Jerome Bettis? But what, what we saw unfold was it was the collective offense. It was Ben Roethlisberger, the, the second-year kid who was able to lead his team and the defense that was on the opposite side of the ball. Now you could say it's, again, it's the defense led by T.J. Yeah. Watt and Mika Fitzpatrick with a lot of offensive weapons. I mean, Ben just has the weapons. This is the most weapons Ben has had since the peak of Antonio Brown and the, the Le'Veon Bell era, I believe. And, I mean, you have a Chase Claypool. You now have a young tight end in Pat Frymouth who can double or at least can help Eric Ebron, maybe take away coverage from Eric Ebron, and now you have what could be a star, a stud running back in Najee Harris. I mean, 
the more and more I talk about it, Colin, the more and more I, I talk myself into this this parallel yep. between 04, 05. Absolutely some parallels there. And you mentioned um, the, the projected 2021 MVP for the Steelers that Adam Rank believes. It should come as no surprise. It's Ed Rusher, TJ Watt. Um, you know, he does mention, however, that TJ does need to e- be even better than he has been in, in, in this coming season oh, yeah. because of the, the departure of Bud Dupree. Um, and then it also he also says how much of Dupree's success stem has stemmed from playing with TJ Watt. That's a very real question. And I think it's absolutely stemmed some. I think you're crazy if you don't think it's stemmed at least a little bit. But I don't think we have to talk too much about TJ Watt just because of the fact that we know what TJ has done over the last handful of years here. And oh, by the way, it's a huge ass for him to play better. But again, we if anybody can do that. T.J. Watt can do that. Absolutely. And we've we've spoken on this show multiple times about will T.J. Watt break the all-time Steelers single-season record for sacks? And that was that was created. That record uh, was set by James Harrison with 16 sacks in his 16-game regular season. Now T.J. Watt has 17 sacks. We said, I mean, I think Tom and I said he would achieve it, and I think you said he wouldn't. I could be wrong. I, I think, think I said he wouldn't. Yeah. I think two out of the three of us said he could do it. And I think, you know, deep down, I mean, you would believe it if you saw it. You wouldn't yeah, no say doubt. you wouldn't you wouldn't be sitting here and saying, oh, T.J. Watt did it. And you wouldn't believe it. Right. You if you were told that would happen, you would absolutely believe it. So we know he has the capability of being this world beater. We thought we've said on this show, too, that we thought he should be the back to back defensive player of the year the last two years, especially in 2019 when it was Stefan Gilmer who won from New England. It was only the fact that he went up against a guy named Aaron Donald, who just won his third defensive player of the year. So it, it, it was really an unfortunate uh, time uh, for T.J. Watt to be up for that up for, up for that title this past year. But this is a guy who is going to be, if not already, is the best defensive player in the NFL right now or, or yeah. could be by the end of this year. So it's not an outlandish thing at all for Adam Rank to say, oh, T.J. Watt should, will probably end up being the 2021 team MVP. It would shock me, to be honest, if he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm mocking on wood here before right. I say it, but an injury sort of thing could definitely derail that, but that'd be the only way mm-hmm. I could see him not. The only other way, too, is if somehow Najee Harris – wins offensive rookie of the year league wide or, or, or if, if or if Ben just plays out of his mind if Ben plays year. out of his mind or if it's Mika Fitzpatrick who's the one yeah. to step up it's not necessarily Fair. TJ takes a state step back it's the fact that since the since the Minka and TJ era it's been TJ Watt asset number one yeah. Minka Minka asset number two and the only way I would be okay with that happening TJ Watt not winning MVP if it's another defensive player if it's Mika Fitzpatrick who who eats this year instead of TJ. And that's very well, uh, could be a possibility. Um, to just wrap up the the VIPs for Adam Rank real quick, the 2021 breakout star for him is Cameron Sutton. Um, and I think that would be huge like for the pick. Steelers um, because if he's going to be the number two, um, you, you're really expecting him to kind of break mm-hmm. out, and you haven't really seen him do that thus far. But I do think that's important. And then his new face to know for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Pat Fryermuth. I know that might there sound, he talks about, Najee Harris a little later, um, but I think that's a, a really good, uh, a really good pick by him because of the yeah, fact. Yeah, I think that, that everyone knows the face of yeah, Najee Harris, right. so you couldn't go with the obvious choice yeah. there. And I think he, I think Frymuth is going to give the Steelers, you know, a, a little um, jump at the tight end position, something they really didn't have a lot last year. 
And, oh, by the way, once Eric Ebron leaves, they have the tight end for the future. Um, he gives a 2021 roadmap, and he lists three cre- three key dates for the 2021 season. Week one at the Bills because of the loss that the Steelers had. Although, um, you know, he's, he did say the Steelers got steamrolled by the Bills last year. I don't really know if it was a steamrolling. And, and it wasn't. It was just It was competitive. So, yeah. It was just the way, you know, it was a slow, methodical type game, too. And it then, got away from them in the end. Right, right. Ben's, it wasn't that it was a blowout from no, the beginning. Ben's, Ben's interception absolutely hurt. Those are mistakes you can't make, make against a really good football team in the Bills. Um, but I think it is that is a key date for the Steelers because even if you lose that game, um, show show you what show everybody what you have, right? I mean, if, if there's a lot of question marks about the Steelers, if you go into Buffalo um, and you lose by three points to Buffalo, that shows that okay, maybe the Steelers, you know, we're not messing around with the Steelers this year. You know, they aren't going to be the pushover that everybody believes them to be, and I think that's a pretty good week one pick there. Um, week eight at the Browns. Uh, that's for obvious reasons. It'll be the first time since the Steelers have played the Browns since um, the playoff loss. Mm-hmm. And as Adam Rank says, I'm almost a little worried by. I'm almost a little worried for the Browns in this one. And I'm not saying that I go that far because I think the Browns are a top five team in the NFL this year. I really believe that. But at the same time, man, there's a lot of storyline there. One and two, uh, the Steelers are probably going to be pretty pissed off with how the season ended last year. Yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want a repeat of that, right? No, that is, right. that is, I mean, among so many things that could happen, you could see, you could see Ben Roethlisberger go down with a career-ending injury. Not necessarily it would end anyone's career, but just because of how deep he is into his career, yeah. it would sideline him for the rest of the season and effectively end his career. You could see that and not be nearly as upset as if another eleven and zero start. And then, it, like I guess this year, it'd be a one and six finish if you include the the week eighteen uh, game. That would be far more upsetting as a fan to see that happen again, yeah. even if Ben Roethlisberger does go down and you don't see him start for the rest of the season. Final one that he lists is a key, um, three key dates is week thirteen against the Ravens. Um, he mentions how the they will also play in the historic week eighteen for the first time um, in, in the NFL history. Um, and it does say, as already noted, Pittsburgh did sweep the series twice last year. That sort of thing doesn't seem to happen a lot when you look at the Ravens and the Steelers. No, it, seems it doesn't. Like- and when, I, when, we, when we went through our 2021 schedule, we went game by game. I actually had the Ravens sweeping the Steelers yeah. this year. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. You know, it almost seems like, well, whatever happened last year, if, if you split it, it's going to be another split. Or if someone sweeps it, the other team is going to split mm-hmm. it or sweep it this year. That That's kind of how it always seems to go with the Steelers and the Ravens. They always beat up on each other. You know that. I mean, and you know that's going to be a barn burner. And again, that's another test for the Steelers as, you know, the Ravens have gotten better in in the offseason too. Um, It's going to be interesting there. Um, So he also says here, will the Steelers be able to look more like the 11-0 Steelers and not the team that stumbled down the stretch? Um, He does mention that this wasn't just a one-year thing. Um, as we've alluded to a lot on this show, the Steelers have a six and eleven record in December and January over the last three that years. Is, that is so hard to yep. believe. When up until what that started in twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, the last three seasons. So, so it would be eight, nine, 2019 20, and yeah. eighteen. So it's so hard for me to believe because even go back to the Coach Cower era when, like, the last couple of years, basically, I'm talking about my entire memory of the Steelers. Yeah. 
basically from I guess '02 was when I, I I mentioned that was my first memory was that playoff run with Cordell Stewart. From that point on, I can't remember a December in Pittsburgh that wasn't super high energy, super everyone was in, everyone knew that the goal was to make the playoffs. Other than obviously 2003, the only exceptions I can think of are 2003 and maybe 2012, because even in 2013 and 2009, when the Steelers didn't make the playoffs, I remember they had slow starts, but on the on the back end of the season, they were really hot. 09, they started two and six, went six and two the rest of the year. In 2013, they started 0 and four. Wait, eight and four for the rest of the year. So there were seasons where even though they had slow starts, they were still competitive until the very end. I really can't remember a. I mean, it's it's just impossible for me yeah. to conceptualize three years in a row with that bad of a December performance. Six and eleven. So yeah. he mentions that that absolutely has to get better this year. If you know, if you're going to have a, a good 2021, you can't collapse down the stretch. You can't have a six and eleven record or that type of record down the stretch. You just can't. Um, yeah, lastly, absolutely. two things that he mentions here that I did want to get in. Um, can the Steelers replace four longtime starters on the offensive line? That's a question that has been asked a lot um, over and over and over. And it's again. it's very it's a very fair question. I mean, that's not exactly an easy thing to do is to have a an offensive line come together so quickly with losing that many guys. Not to say that all those guys, you know, especially Al and and, and um, you know maybe Filer too uh, towards the end of the year last year. Do are you instantly better now that they're off the, your team? Maybe you're not. You don't want them back. I guess is my point. But they were four longtime starters. You are losing them. There's no doubt about that. He asks, is Najee Harris the next great Steelers running back? Jury is still out. Um, we'll see what happens in the rookie year. But, man, a lot of people seem to think that he is that dude. He, a lot of people think that he is right. really, really, really good. And, and, look, he could join some elite company in, in, in Steelers lore. I know that's a long way away. But if that offensive line can get some cohesiveness – Look out. Last thing I'll mention here that Adam Rank says, says is one storyline people are overlooking. The Steelers are absolutely loaded at wide receiver. And that's something I think. I that, couldn't agree more. I think that's something that a lot of people haven't talked about. Yes, uh, it, does Ben have another run in him? Can he still do it? Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's got another run in him. But I'll be honest with you. He has a ton of, ta- a ton of talent offensively. And if the offensive line can keep him upright long enough, um, he has playmakers literally everywhere offensively uh, at tight end at, at, at wide receiver at running back. Now um, it's a loaded offense. There, there's no question about that. So again, the offense can kind of get up to snuff and not look like the team, as he mentioned that went, you know, uh, four, one and five down the stretch. It could be a, a playoff team. This realistically could be a team that has kind of a destiny feel in Ben mm-hmm. Roethlisberger's last year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, no doubt about it. So that'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Thank you for listening, whether it's on Steelers Nation Radio or on Steeler.com or whatever it is that wherever it is that you get your podcasts. On the next episode, we're going to dive back into the all-time standard. We've done the quarterbacks and running backs so far. We're going to stay offense. Why not? Just keep going down the line. Uh, we are going to rank the all-time Steelers wide receivers. That one is going to be fun. It could get a little controversial, too. I mean, Uh, Kellen did upset some people last week with the running backs. I'm sure he's going to upset some more this week. I probably will. That seems to be what I do. But that will wrap it up here on this edition of the Steelers Standard. For Jacob Recht, I'm Kellen Gursky. We'll talk to you next time.